Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast daily. It is Thursday. It's a beautiful morning out here on the banks of the Olentangy River. That's Bill Landis. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. We are, the river? I don't know, river is that direction. Um, we, this isn't a geography show, first and foremost, but it is a show about geography and local geography to Columbus, Ohio. And if you're not familiar with Bell Fountain, it's time to start getting familiar with Bell Fountain, Ohio, because that is the home of Ohio State's latest quarterback commit, class of 2025, Tavian St. Clair. Bill, he committed on Wednesday evening. It's a process that's been underway for a couple days as, as the Buckeyes tried to sort out some stuff. Um, it's funny because in the last week, the Ohio State media at large has had a chance to really watch Tavian St. Clair after not seeing him or talking about him or thinking about him for a year. And now it seems like everyone's like, wow, this is the guy. Yeah. We got to watch him again on Wednesday, multiple seven on seven games. Every time you see him, he just seems more and more comfortable in his own skin. His whole family showed up at Wednesday, dad wearing Ohio state shirt, Tavian wearing Ohio state cleats, brother wearing Ohio state shirt, family clearly bought all in. Uh, and quickly. It's only been a month since he's been offered by Ohio State. 28 days, I think, exactly, to be honest. Um, and, and so now you have a commitment. And how hard, when you start a class with a quarterback, and I know Jonte Gilbert has already committed in the class of 2025, but that's as loose a commitment as you can have. Yeah. He's visited every other school in the country, way more than he's visited Ohio State, it seems like. But Starting with a quarterback, starting with a local quarterback, how different do you think that is for a class? I think it's really important to start with the quarterback as often as you can. Um, I think Ohio State has done that some years. When it's a local quarterback, I think it matters that much more because that is a kid who's like, – listen, the decision comes down to a lot of things, but at least part of it for him is like it's in his soul. Like he wants to be a Buckeye. This means a lot to him. It's not just making a business decision. Yeah. It, it is part of it, coming here to play quarterback. You come here to be a first-round pick. But I think when a guy can talk about a place like this from that perspective and it's not BS, I think that matters quite a bit for Ohio State. I think it gives them that much more of a boost as they're trying to assemble that class. The position itself is important, but um, a local quarterback, I think, does a little something more for you. Yeah, if he ends up signing with Ohio State next December, he will be the first quarterback from Ohio to sign with the Buckeyes since Joe Burrow. That's at least noteworthy. Um, but perhaps more noteworthy in my mind is that Ohio State is probably the favorite or 1B for Bryce Underwood, a quarterback from Belleville, Michigan, who is by most um, national ranking services a top two or three player in the country. Some places have him as the number one ranked overall player and quarterback in that class. And what Ohio State did this week is say, cool, that's the guy we want. And that cannot be undervalued i think when you're talking about the ohio state brand has grown so strong when it comes to quarterback recruiting that it is a statement that ryan day made this week by saying hey you know what we're willing to do this right now shut it down we don't need to go chasing bryce underwood knowing full well that that could maybe help him land at michigan um you know as a local kid to ann arbor like it is an interesting decision, and it speaks volumes about how Ohio State views Tavian St. Clair. Yeah, because like when there's a quarterback like that in your backyard and you're Ohio State, I, I think you probably could slow play it a little bit if you wanted to. They're taking him pretty early. He's got two years of high school football left, but 
when you see the growth from last summer to this summer and you extrapolate that out over the next two years and then probably another two years while he's here in the program before he even gets on the field like it's really hard not to get excited about that and i know we talked about that i've talked about that before and i don't know it is it does feel different because ohio state has taken quarterbacks early before but this this feels maybe a step earlier than normal and maybe that's just because he's an in-state kid i, I don't know but um they are betting a lot on, on tv like and, and i completely understand why from watching him out here this last week i think i would too but um it's yeah it's it's a pretty big endorsement whatever ohio state says that's our guy at this stage of the process well you, if you look at the big picture there was the dylan rayola commitment that happened very early he had two years of high school football left didn't pan out. He's now committed to Georgia. Emory Jones, back in the class of 2019, or 2019, 2018, very early commitment, didn't pan out. He ended up signing with, with Florida, and then he went to Arizona State, and now he's at Cincinnati. Danny Clark, they took a commitment from Danny Clark after the end of his freshman season uh, at um, uh, Maslin, Washington, before he transferred to Akron Hoban. Didn't end up signing here. It's it is risky, but if you looked at the last few years, they've been able to swing back around uh, and CJ Stroud and pick him up late. The Devin Brown pick him up late. Lincoln Keenholz pick him up late. Kyle McCord was in this situation the same as Tavian St. Clair. He had two years of high school ball left when they when they when they picked him up, but he didn't really get to play a full senior year because COVID changed everything. And this the value here for Ohio State is immense because. We watched with Will Smith and with Jack Sawyer and, and other local, Paris Johnson, et cetera, guys who were local. They got here all the time. Tavian St. Clair lives 45 minutes away. And at the quarterback position, to have the opportunity to be here every weekend, learning with the coaches, being at every single camp, being able to sit down and talk film, on a, a show up for every practice that you want to, like yeah. that is a... I'm telling you, if, if Ryan Day is able to get what they think they can out of Tavian St. Clair, they have the opportunity to develop him at an exponentially faster rate than any player they've had here at the position. And I, I think and when I talked to Tavian on Monday at his high school, that's an episode of Vermonology on the podcast that that aired on, on Wednesday night. If you haven't watched it, I'd recommend you do. He said that that's one of the big reasons. Like he was, he knew that Ohio State was going to be probably the school, right? But once they offered, but he wanted to get to Bama. He was very impressed by Alabama. Um, but with Tommy Reese there as a first-year offensive coordinator who hadn't really developed a quarterback or at Notre Dame, yeah. and then you don't know how you really grow that relationship from this far away, it, it made this a, a no-brainer for him. And the, the reality is Reese and Alabama were pushing pretty hard to try to get him to, to wait, to, to let's keep building, let's keep growing. But Tavian St. Clair said he wants to get started recruiting. He wants to get started being developed at, at Ohio State. And that is the attitude you have to have if you're going to be a class leader. And that's that's ultimately the biggest value for him to commit now. It helped, like, it's an interesting kind of um, dynamic with Tavian that he's like he's an in-state guy. If you look at the class of 2025, there is a, there's another strong class of Ohio prospects that, that Ohio State clearly wants to bring in probably what, like, I don't know, between eight and 12 at this and point. They've offered eight, nine guys already in the yeah. state. So so to, so to get your quarterback in state, I think, helps kind of lead that charge. But then also, he's got the, the clout, I guess, of being chased by an Alabama of, like, all like LSU, I think, came, came by. They offered two recently, too, right? So his, his national profile is only going to expand. This is a kid, like, I don't even know what he's ranked right now off the top of my head. Yeah, it's irrelevant. He's going to be a top, what, 
40 player at worst when this class is done being evaluated? Anybody who objectively watches him and sees what he is physically and then cuts on his tape from a year ago and and then watches him now, I don't think that you can make the argument he's not a top five or top six quarterback in the country right now in the class of 2025, especially because there are players declassifying, reclassifying, whatever they're, they're doing. So the ranking right now, like every ranking you see on Tavian St. Clair is based on what he was a year ago. None of that's based on what he is now. And once people get more eyeballs on him and then you put into the, the equation the Ohio State commitment, the offer from Alabama, the offer from LSU, the offer from Michigan that he went, boom, 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 picked them all up right away, you're going to have to take note of that. And like he's going to be a borderline five-star prospect by the time it's over. And if he's not, then people are just not watching it. Yeah. Um, there's a, I just like to give people a little bit of insight, I guess, into kind of what Tavian brings to the table. And it's less so about his skills, which, which are impressive. I was talking to somebody as Bell Fountain was playing one of its seven-on-seven games because they were here last year. Tavian was a much different player. And that team, the guy telling me, like, we, we got here, we were shell-shocked. Like, we had no, there was no reason for us to be here other than Ohio State was moderately interested in Tavian at the time. Um, and this is a program that doesn't have a lot of D1 players. Certainly doesn't have a lot of D1 Tavian's players. Tavian's the first one in 40 years. They've had one NFL player. It was 70 years yeah. ago. Um, this is all very different for that program. But they showed up here this time, and the guy said, like, like we're this is nothing to us. Like, we're yeah. confident coming here because Tavian is confident coming here. And, like, he carries that. Um, it's, it's, it's obvious. I saw at the Elite 11, he carried himself very differently. And I think it's, it's, a, it's at least a little bit of an insight into the kind of leader he can be. He's having fun out here. He's, he's being rah rah and all that stuff, and all that's important. But I think you have to have that sort of natural essence about you. People just want to like follow you to wherever you go, and I think he does have that. This is seven on seven. I'm not saying it's a Super Bowl, but it, it was at least tangible to me that that group of players he was here with on Wednesday looked very different than the group of players he was here with last week. Yeah, I, I've been trying to rack my brain to like piece together a comparison for Tavian St. Clair for Ohio State fans who wonder. And I don't know that there's a natural one when you look at the last few quarterbacks in the line for the Buckeyes. He's obviously much bigger than JT Barrett. Um, he throws the ball better as a just natural passer than JT. He's not the passer that Dwayne was, um, but more mobile than Dwayne. Not as mobile as Justin. Not as as precision accurate as Justin, but has maybe arm strength to match that down the road. I mean, this is a kid who was throwing nearly 90 miles an hour as a freshman baseball player. So he, he's got a cannon. Um, he, he's certainly a little bit bigger, bulkier than, than CJ was coming out of high school. Uh, it's a, it, there's a mixture of all these things that, that you can take. Uh, one thing I saw from him on Wednesday that I hadn't really seen in other formats where I've watched him compete was a really fluid natural ability to move out of the pocket and throw a dime. Like he, if he, when he does that and, and he has to do that a lot more at Bell Fountain than he'd like to, because their offensive line doesn't have a lot of guys up front that can really protect for that long. But when he shows the ability to move out of the pocket, you see a plus level athlete. And, and that is, that is exciting for Ohio state. I think if you look at CJ Stroud against Georgia, like that is the, that's the ceiling for me and, and Tavian St. Clair. And that's a top five pick in the NFL draft and a player that was as dominant in one game as we've watched an Ohio State quarterback maybe ever be. So Yeah, I mean, if you want to bottle that up and be that, I think you're... I, think I mean, you have to be that every game. That, yeah. That's a high bar to clear, but that sort of ceiling is there. I, I might actually go to Justin for, for my comparison, and part of that is the baseball deal. I think there are some 
body mechanics that come with playing baseball that definitely translated for Justin in terms of generating power, but also being able to throw in the run for some different arm angles. And Justin was a middle infielder, Tavian was a pitcher, um, but I still think there's some of that there. And he's not maybe the surgical pocket passer that, that a CJ Stroud was. I honestly don't don't know if he ever will be, but he can really uncork that thing when he, when he wants to. And the downfield throw displays are impressive. And like I, the athleticism, arm strength, how much he has grown in the last year. Like if he's what's he two twelve now? Yeah, that? I mean, yep. he's going to be what two. Probably maybe? probably six five two thirty by the time he I steps on campus. College, like that is a big old athlete. I, I just the ceiling is is incredibly high for for a kid like that. And and if and there are people who are like, why take an in state kid now? Like I understand those questions. I suppose given Ohio State's track record of, of recruiting the position, but um, if you watch the kid play and just or just spend some time around him, I think you'd understand pretty quickly. Why yeah, I that's the answer. Uh, watch him, watch him, and, and get to to see him. And it leads to the next natural question, and everyone's going to ask it, and so. Let's just dive into what it means for Ryan Montgomery, the uh, you know 2025 quarterback from Finley, the younger brother of Ohio State freshman offensive lineman Luke Montgomery. From my understanding, Ohio State has basically said, "You're welcome. There, there is a spot here for Ryan Montgomery if he wants to come in and compete and take it." Uh, I don't know that he will. That's a decision that that family is going to have to to parse through and figure out what it means long term. But there's a real case to be made that Ohio State could use two quarterbacks in that class. If you if you look at the roster. If things go the way that they have in the last five years and they go the way that Ohio State thinks they will, you have this season of Kyle McCord, and then he's gone. And then you have one season of Devin Brown, and then he's gone. You have one season of Lincoln Keenholz, and then he's gone. And then you have Aaron Noland and the 2025 quarterbacks on the roster. So there is an argument to be made that a two-man class is not just something they're willing to do, but something they want to do. Now, I asked Ryan specifically about whether or not he'd participate in a two-man class about a month ago. I asked him that, I think, three days after Tavian got offered by Ohio State. And the answer was not like a straight-up refusal to do so or straight-up saying, I don't want to. It was, if it's the best situation for me, I'm willing to consider it. And generally speaking, I take that sort of response with a grain of salt. It's Um, It's a nice no, but it is still something that could happen and Ohio State is not going to stop having a relationship with Ryan Montgomery. Um, He's going to keep developing and growing and this is the heart of the matter when it comes to high school football recruiting, especially at the quarterback position because generally speaking, you take one guy and then everyone else has to go somewhere else. Yeah. And that's hard. We watched uh, on Wednesday, Ethan Grunkmeyer from nearby Olentangy Liberty High School, six foot four, spinning the ball, pretty darn good. He's going to Penn State. Ohio State never even really sniffed in his direction. And that's why Ohio State coaches are getting paid what they get paid, to make these tough decisions. I don't think this is a situation where they went into it with St. Clair after they offered and saying, okay, you need to do this because we don't want this other guy. Tavian's timeline when they offered him was a year from now. And he went through a month of this process and said, I don't need to do this. Ryan Montgomery has been going through this process for two years now. And... There's a lot of conversation about how much he enjoys getting on the road and seeing Georgia and seeing South Carolina and et cetera and so on. So, like, some of that you have to say door was open the whole yeah, time. That's the thing, yeah. But it's still open if he wants it, and now it's just a, diff- it's a more difficult conversation, I guess. Look, there's two two really good quarterbacks in the state of 2025. I think Ohio State clearly like both of them. I know they offered Ryan earlier than they offered Tavian, but they've been recruiting Tavian for a long time. And I've always felt it was a situation of they'll, they'll take one, they'll take either of them, they'll take both of them, however it works out. 
Tavian was the one that pulled the trigger first. And, like, I would certainly respect Ryan Montgomery. He's like, you know what? I appreciate the offer to be in a two-man class. It's not for me. I'm going to go somewhere else. But um, it is a little interesting to me that we're now talking about Ohio State's first Ohio quarterback since Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow became a star. wasn't here. Yeah. But he was developed here for a couple of years. Like, that, to me, is a fairly compelling selling point if, if you want it to listen to it. Um, neither of these guys are going to start as true freshmen at Ohio right. State. They could probably go somewhere and start as true freshmen. I don't think it'd be particularly fun. They'd probably get their head knocked in a little bit because you're playing for a bad team, most likely. Um, coming here, developing, may the best man win. For me, it's like, oh, I don't I don't mind the sound of that. But if that's not how it works out, then, then I respect that. Yeah, and, and it's something that, again, as a kid from Ohio, like you've dreamt of this your whole life. Are you unwilling to take that shot and bet on yourself? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, the bottom line is Ryan Montgomery is still out here working with his Finley team um, and and getting better. And, and he looked really, really good this morning watching him play, or Wednesday morning watching him play. There's that joke again, pow, pow. Um, watching him play uh, on Wednesday, he looked very comfortable. And, you know, this is a good player. Um, and as you said, it's not a situation where Ohio State was hardlining and saying, we're taking one or the other, and that's it. Uh, this is an open, fluid conversation. The St. Clair family, from my understanding, has said, if that's how Ohio State wants to handle it, that's totally fine. But it's a reminder that every player going through this experience handles it very differently. Um, and, and what is entertaining to some may be annoying to others. And uh, that's, that's that. It is a good good day for Ohio State, regardless. Uh, you, you pick up a player who is rising in the national rankings, a player who you can count on in the future, um, a player who's going to be an aggressive recruiter, a really, really high upside quarterback, and a player from 45 minutes away in beautiful Bell Fountain, Ohio. Any final thoughts on St. Clair, Bill, before we put a bow on it? Andrew, Ellis, and I will have a Talking Stuff episode live on Thursday night. We'll talk more about St. Clair probably and the recruiting weekend coming up. But uh, any other thoughts? I just think it's really cool that they have that they're going to have an Ohio quarterback. And like I like that people around here can go watch Tavian for two years if they want to. I can go watch Tavian yeah. for two years if I want to. I'm looking forward to that in this fall and the fall after that. So I've I've been waiting. I know Ohio is not always uh, the most stocked state with quarterback talent though lately it's been pretty good um i'm happy that it's happening in vegas because i think it's amazing. it is really why i love being in recruiting because you get to watch the it's not Tavian st Clair's dream that came true on wednesday it's his entire families right. every not just his mom and his dad or his brother like his uncles his his grandparents like this is the town the town of bell fountain has had its future changed in a way like if Tavian St. Clair comes to Ohio State and leads Ohio State to a national championship down the road Bell Fountain has changed forever and that is a really cool thing to watch a young guy who six months ago would walk around with his head down and not really be and now all of a sudden like you're the future quarterback at Ohio State and that's awesome and it's why we enjoy this job or it's why I enjoy this job I don't know if that's why Bill does Free pizza is good too. We didn't get any free pizza on Wednesday or Thursday morning on the podcast daily, but we'll try to find some uh, as we go out through the day. Talking stuff, eight o'clock on Thursday night. Andrew Ellis and myself will be there doing that. Um, that's Bill Landis. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Thank you for watching. We'll check you later.